0: Bob and Brad, the two most famous physical therapists on the internet. Hello, Brad Heinek, physical therapist, and here I am today representing Bob and Brad the two most famous physical therapists on the internet. In our opinion, of course, uh, Bob is not here today and I'm exactly one half of the Bob and Brad crew team, but we have someone even better to help us out. Chris, the pharmacist, say hello. Hey guys, how's it going? That's right, and today, we are gonna talk about understanding diabetes head to toe, symptoms, treatments, as well as blood sugars and how you measure those. This is a pretty comprehensive video. It's not very short. Uh, This is a very uh, complicated disease and we wanna cover all the aspects. So if you wanna learn uh, everything about this, if you are diagnosed or a family member is recently diagnosed and you really wanna get uh, some good information, this is gonna, give you everything you need to know. So uh, bear with us if uh, it's a part that you don't understand. Uh, I'm going to help Chris. He gets sometimes too complicated. I'm going to see if I can have him dumb it down so that everyone can understand it, including myself. So uh, very good. Both physical therapists and pharmacists work with diabetics all the time. Correct. And there's things that therapists have to know about treating a diabetic so they are maintain their good health and we can help maintain, monitor, and have good results with the patients. And prob- Absolutely. And with pharmacists, you are very acute oh, to yeah. what's going on with them and how to talk to them and educate oh, yeah. them. Yep. Am I correct
1: on that? Quite correct. I mean, it, it's an unbelievably prevalent disease worldwide. You're talking about 480 million people on the planet mm-hmm. within the United States we're roughly around
0: 35 million. So that is about 10% of the United States population have diabetes. And then there's type one and type two, is that? Correct, there's type
1: one and there's type two. I mean, the bigger frame is diabetes mellitus. And within that framework, you got type one and type two. Type one is what was- usually recognizes what they call childhood onset, but that's not really true. It does occur you know in childhood often or adolescence, but it can occur later in life as well, like in, even into your twenties, and that's the type of it's the insulin dependent diabetes exclusively so that mean, means they have to give a shot with, to... yep without insulin being substituted uh, in, introduced into your body, you would die i mean it's it's so you you can't treat that or change it with your diet no. It is, un, I mean, it's still a very important diet and exercise are still very, very important. We'll yeah. talk about that between the two. Right. But with type one, um, it's it's interesting. With type one diabetics, they tend to be they're your thinner patients. They tend to be pretty lean mm-hmm. in general. Um, but it it has a variety of complications that we can certainly get so, into.
0: So the pancreas is what produces insulin and yep. injects it, or not inject, but yeah, puts it into your in your digestive system. So those type one people it doesn't produce insulin or not? Correct. Enough? Yeah. What happens and we
1: don't really know fully why you become a type one diabetic, but what we do know is that whether it's a viral cause or just simply autoimmune, meaning our autoimmune, our immune systems attack our pancreas and oh. you have, uh, you have alpha cells and beta cells and your beta cells are the ones that make, And then there's the islets of Langerhans, uh, just a the guy that discovered. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Anyhow, um, those are the ones that make insulin. So when we eat food, our body generates insulin, yep. so it can
0: take up sugar and put it into our cells for further use for energy.
1: When we're exercising, walking,
0: so doing life with that with type one, that pancreas is not doing that. That sufficiently. those specific cells die off. The immune system, for whatever reason,
1: said. I don't like these things and I'm attacking it. And, you know, there's a lot of research going into that as to how we can fix this uh, medically. So there are doctors doing research on transplants, using stem cells. Sure. Artificial what are, what about
0: genetic? Is type one a genetic?
1: All, genetically, all if the, I have
0: it, are my children likely to have there it? There
1: is a possibility. There's a strong genetic component with both type one and type two. Okay. So it's it's one of those things where, yeah, I mean, if you have a diabetic parent or parents, I mean, there's a good likelihood that. And I mean, I I see them in my store all the time. Okay. I mean, we have diabetic families. Uh, they'll just, yeah, you know, mom, dad, you know. And I I've seen a combination of a one and a two, and the kids are all ones. And you know, it just kind of depends on you know you can't you can't always outrun that. So. And that's the one thing that researchers, are it's very complicated and researchers are trying to figure it out and they don't have the key. They're getting better and better at things, but it it is not easy. Got a ways to go. And worldwide, you know, it's really interesting and and countries that don't have maybe the access to care like the United States does, um, you know, sometimes it can actually be missed because sometimes it looks like other things. And, And time is everything because there's this thing called diabetic ketoacidosis, which is actually can be fatal if not treated Uh right away. So, and that's a lot of times how uh, a young diabetic or an adolescent or just a type one approaches. They're just, they're really acidic. Their sugars are through the roof, uh, you know? And so we want to make sure that we're looking at
0: everything. Let's let's talk about type two. Sure. So type two, is that the kind that Typically comes with older people. so like an onset yeah, because and it, of and that was the older,
1: yeah it was the over older framework. We actually you can see you know you can have a type two diabetic that's ten years old. So I mean it, it's I would say it's more lifestyle maintained and a type two
0: diabetic. One of the hallmark well, things. but usually is it ten year olds or is it thirty no, or sixty? It is
1: going to develop later and and life. But we're finding particularly with childhood obesity that we're seeing more and more children oh. being diagnosed with type two diabetes, which in, and
0: previous generations was just not a thing. So type two is influenced heavily by lifestyle? Lifestyle
1: and and yep. So the thing that happens in a type two, that's kind of a hallmark characteristic. We have plenty of insulin floating around in our bodies, but the cells that use it are resistant to it. So it's an insulin resistance category. And so when we don't exercise well enough, we don't eat properly, and we, uh, you know, we are overweight. Those are things that kind of, and if there's a genetic predisposition towards it, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's a high likelihood
0: that type two could develop. Now, that's, so, so with type two, they typically are not taking insulin injections like type no. one. okay. No,
1: they won't start their tip. You know, they're gonna. are gonna. We'll manage them with well. First we want the first thing when you get your first diabetic diagnosis if it's a type 2 is they're going to talk to you about modify modification of lifestyle choices. So, so diet, diet and exercise. exercise are the first two things that if you're going to be on medications uh you know the first thing we're going to talk to you about is no matter what uh exercise well and eat well. Okay. And they're gonna it'll probably put you together with a diabetic nutritionist, so a specialist, they'll probably have a nurse care specialist, your endocrinologist, there's gonna be a team. team. Yeah. And then the pharmacist will come in when we're talking to you about your medications.
0: So as far as exercise, as a therapist, this doesn't mean that you need to start running five K's, 10 K's in marathons. Not, we're no. talking about, Probably walking 30 walking. minutes a day or yeah. work up to that. Yeah.
1: I mean, we, basically the guidelines are we want you to do 150 minutes a week. So five by 30 minutes. So walking, gardening, ballroom dancing, swimming, biking, running. I mean, you actually, actually kind of be careful with exercise in diabetics too, because there are certain things like say weightlifting where yeah. let's say there's maybe some diabetic retinopathy kind of issues we can call, we'll, we'll get into that a little Stuff bit further with your eyes, but, right. but you know or, or with your kidneys you know sometimes when they are pushing really hard sure. or straining on a big heavy yep, lift yep. they they can cause some problems and obviously in your arena you know we have to be super careful right. with that with diabetics right.
0: so the big picture is exercise does not mean you have to become an all out exercise no, you're not. You know, you're just gonna go five days a week, 30 minutes of elevating, you know, like we said, walking, yep. being active with things around your house yep. is good for that. Yep. Uh, as far as diet, I think there's no real special diet. It's a lot of Getting rid of your processed yeah, foods yeah, and the, processed all the high foods, sugar. Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, especially in the Americanized diet. I mean, we got fast food and we got processed food, and those are go-to because they're quick, they're easy, and you get quick, relatively energy. inexpensive. Yep, relative, and that's one of the things that I think makes it so dangerous. Is everything's so cheap? Yeah, all the all the stuff that tastes good that's not good for you is cheap. Uh, and so if we can stay away from things that are in boxes and bags, I think that's a, it's a big thing, you know, sure. you want to go to whole foods, lean proteins, fruits and veggies. Um, and within that, and if you talk to a nutritionist or a diabetic educator, they're going to talk about what's good fruits and veggies versus bad ones and, and veggies, not so much, but fruits, some have more sugar than right. others. And they talk about the glycemic index, which can probably glaze everybody over if right. I start going into that.
0: But. Well, for example, I know grapes has a real high ah, sugar yeah, very thing. So sugary. I, I don't eat many grapes. I like them, but you know, yeah. I like to stick to the berries. Yeah. Uh, that kind of a berries, song.
1: blueberries, you know, bananas are a little bit lower, how sure. not, sure. not about 63. So, I mean, the, eh, it's middle of the road, but yeah. I mean, so it just kind of depends on the things that you choose. And again, sure. a diabetic educator and, or a nutritionist, uh, you will be talking with both yep. when yep. you get these diagnoses, because it's so important to incorporate those lifestyle changes early. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rome's not built in a day. And, you know, diabetes is, like I said, it's, you know, one in four of all healthcare dollars in the United States are spent on diabetes. 25%. 25%. So you're talking about the average diabetic patient spends $9,000 a year annually out-of-pocket costs. So that's not the insurance go It's out-of-pocket.
0: You know, because re- we just had an amputee in here, and they were talking about, dealing with the amputee and the prosthetist talked about the percentage of people that get amputated in the ear, arm or whatever, yep. uh, typically in the legs uh, are highly oftentimes diabetic. Diabetic, number one. Yeah, the number one, yeah, well, when we talk about peripheral artery disease. Yeah, we'll, that's, we'll, that's we'll that's get it. into that. I do want to talk before we get farther because we are going to cover uh, seven different topics that they're all kind of interlate, interrelate, but uh, we tried to break it apart as. Typical symptoms, let's say that you're not type one or whatever, you're, yep. you're type two, or all of a sudden you start, what do you feel? Yeah. What does a typical diabetic notice before they're diagnosed? You know,
1: it's kind of odd. Um, whether it's one or two, they're somewhat similar. Um, so okay. they, the, like in, in diagnosis circles, they're going to talk about the three Ps. It's going to be polyphagia, which is you're hungry all the time. Okay. Polydipsia, where you're thirsty all the time. And polyuria, where you go to the bathroom all the time. So, so if the three P's, all three of them, or just one of the No, no, all three of them are kind of curious. Characteristic- Characteristically, all together, you'll okay. see those as kind of a hallmark thing. Whether it's, you know, and, and then there'll be subsequent fatigue, and and you just don't feel well, and things aren't right. You're not thinking clearly. Is this
0: consistent day to day to day to day, day, or does it come and go where you feel you have no, for a few no? Days it's the... going to be kind of a think of a, a
1: crescendo. I mean, it's it's going to start here, and it's going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. So okay. if you think of a big wave developing, you know how it starts kind of small, yeah, and then when it comes into shore, it gets bigger and Taller. could and it go up and down like that like no. depending on your well, diet yeah when you first get do- diagnosed with type one there's a, this honeymoon phase where you can actually somewhat spontaneously recover but it, oh. that's very short and it's less than six
0: months but For,
1: that's that's you, pretty you said
0: again type two ha- is what percentage of diabetics
1: 95 percent type
0: two five okay. percent are type one right. so
1: you're talking about like you know with the it, it's it's a Sure. Okay. I just wanted to so, but we're, that out. The, I mean, the problems all remain the same um, with the complications that are associated with it. Yep. And the diagnoses leading up to it, I mean, they'll be asking you questions about your family. They'll look at your age. They'll look at, you know, things that have been going on around you. Did you have an infection? So they'll look at the autoimmune aspects for type 1, so if it's a younger diabetic patient. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that are very, very complicated. For a doctor, a clinician to try and figure out at the onset of this, you come in and something's not right. One of the first things they're going to do is take blood work to yep. make sure that they see and they'll. The astute physician is going to look at your A1C, which is a diagnostic criteria. They're going to look at your glucose level, and all of a sudden they say, "Wow, 500! This is insane!" Sure. And then they're going to immediately
0: go into crisis mode and trying to figure out how we can protect the body, and and then.
1: They'll start to figure everything out. So
0: typically, you don't go in to see a doctor and on one visit, and they say, "Oh, you're diabetic." They're gonna no, uh, ask a lot of questions, do a lot of blood yeah. work, a lot of other tests. Yeah, and then you're gonna come back, and yeah. they're gonna. I mean, it can be really
1: it. scary stuff. I mean, it can be a crisis situation. You got a kid that's unconscious; you don't know why. Uh,
0: they're, not,
1: they're not rousable. I mean, in a type one particular case, or as an adult type two, the the onset is much slower because it, you know Rome's not built in a day. And if we weren't eating well, we're not exercising well, yeah. and you know, we're gaining weight. I mean, there, are it's like the, they hypothesize that there's at least 8 million people in the United States walking around that don't even know they have diabetes, sure. but they're diabetic. Again, that's going to be a type two. Type one, it's medical crisis. You right. don't get that treated, you're
0: dead. Okay. I mean, it's that serious. Um, as far as uh, like symptoms, a typical symptom that I've worked with patients, you know, they get lightheaded, whoa, you say, oh, they're diabetic and then, we come down and the nurses come down or whoever, mm-hmm. or we get something like orange juice or something. Yeah. So there's that's some sugars. That,
1: yeah. When there sugars low, it's called hypoglycemia or yep. low blood sugar. and
0: That's when you get that lightheaded yep, feeling. Yeah, They
1: can almost behave drunk. Um, some, So yeah, there's a lot of things to be aware of. Cause like you say, let's say that, you know, they weren't feeling well that morning and let's say mm. they brought you down for treatment and maybe they didn't eat breakfast that day. Sure. And But they, oh, I took my insulin though. And, or I took my meds and all yeah. of a sudden they're, it's crashing. Sure, And so they can be unstable, almost drunk-like, just talking about things that don't make sense. I mean, they can present in a variety of different ways. And so, yeah, so a quick can, a little bit of orange juice. Um, Sometimes they'll tell you to chew on Lifesavers. We have glucose tablets in the pharmacy that are glucose gels. There's a variety of different ways. Um, If it's really serious, I mean, they're going to give you a shot of glucagon to
0: stimulate blood sugar production right. right away. And what if it goes high, if it spikes? Well, what are the it's, symptoms?
1: Well, spike high, you know, that's where you're you're not gonna feel right. You're gonna be fatigued, lethargic, not cloudy thinkings. They sound kind of similar, don't they? Yeah so it makes it kind of tricky, and so if it's yeah. super high, you're going to present to the I mean, they're going to, what are they going to do? They'll probably give you a bolus of insulin, so they will treat you specifically with insulin, because when you have blood sugars over, then the marking would be 240, and that's milligrams per deciliter for...
0: Yeah, so those numbers are... There are number, what's
1: normal? What's a normal blood sugar? Yeah, well, Yeah, for healthy people, it's going to be 80 to 120.
0: Yeah. So, so
1: what numbers are high? After 120, you're starting to, but I mean, you know, if you have what they call postprandial after you eat, your, our sugar's going to go up, so It would be uncommon for you or I to be like at 200 if we had a really starchy meal. So let's say we had some pineapple and... I don't know, some coconut and some rice and some chicken. Yeah, so it goes up. I mean, it's going to go up and it's going to be normal. variable with what you eat, but it's going to come down right away, you know, because your body's going to uptake those sugars, put them in the cells, and then it'll be sure. expunged when you have energy. Normal amounts. cycle. Yeah. And so with somebody that's, uh, you know, well, whether one or two and their blood sugar is way high, we have to watch out for that risk of diabetic ketoacidosis. And that can be actually fatal if not treated properly. And so it's, the blood becomes acidic. The sugars are super high. Um, you know, so the clinician going to recognize this, yeah. uh, but you know. So uh, if
0: you're at home and you know you're diabetic or whatever, and you get these symptoms, it's probably time to go to the ER. Yes. Yeah. If you're. Emergency room. <laughs> yeah. And you should have a kind of a diet and with
1: new diabetics, you should you know most doctors, they coach them, but you should have a kind of a diabetic rescue plan. And your family members and friends should be aware of it. I mean, diabetes uh, can be a long-term frustrating situation for people to deal with. It's a big blow when you say, Brad, I'm sorry, but we're going to, you're, you're a diabetic. Sure. I mean, it, you know, people think, oh my God, am I going to die? And, and no, the answer is absolutely not. It's a very treatable disease sure. state that you can live forever. Do all the hopes and dreams can come true. You yep. can, you, it's not the end of the world. It's going to require work. Yep. Um, and so we have to be willing to put the time in. Yeah. And you know, make some of those changes if it's a type two. Type sure. one, you make your peace with using your insulin and, and, and doing all the things that are necessary.
0: Can we go on to, oh, we got our, our list of seven here. Yep. Uh, it's circulation, neuropathy, vision, internal organs, heart disease, mouth, yep. uh, and, and age-related related issues. So let's start with uh, number one, yeah. circulation. That's a big one. Yeah,
1: I mean, our cardiovascular system, when you are a diabetic, whether it's one or two, and and this will be a standard thing, uh, the longer you have diabetes, the more of these risks become more prevalent. So uh, when you're, let's say, a 30-year-old type 2 diagnosis or a a 15-year-old type 1 diagnosis, it's not as advanced, but when we're 65 and we've had diabetes for a number of years, cardiovascular disease becomes a very real risk. And I mean, it can affect you in your 40s, your 50s, your 60s. So
0: cardiovascular, we're talking about a heart then or other no,
1: nope, hard. Because basically with sugar, I mean, everything becomes, every single problem that we have in diabetes is a circulatory issue.
0: Okay. So
1: cardiovascular disease is much higher. I mean, you got a much higher risk for heart attack, much higher risk for stroke. So it's very, very, but part of of those changes are because of the sugars in our blood, it causes breakdown of vessels. It causes fatty deposits to develop so it can cause clogging, like atherosclerosis, which is the hardening of your arteries and and clogging of your veins. It can lead to peripheral vascular disease, you know, in your extremities, which can cause circulatory issues. It can cause issues in our kidneys, obviously issues around the heart, you know, it can get just... Fatty deposits in your arteries, and then basically that can break off and become a stroke. Mm-hmm. So we have lots and lots of risks, and they actually talk about vascular issues and for microvascular and macrovascular. So macro, think of bigger. Yeah. Micro is in smaller, smaller at right. the capillary level. Sure. Yep. So it, it becomes unbelievably complex as a clinician because the diabetic umbrella is so encompassing. So you know, you list off those kind of those seven things, yeah. and you know the, the, one of the things too with respect to that is you know so what is it? What do you do? What do we what do you do to protect ourselves well there's going to be medication therapy for sure Mm -hmm. so whether you're going to be put on a statin which is going to be absolutely critical to
0: protect you Uh, obviously hypertension managing your blood pressure issues and this isn't all diabetics this is where it can it can lead into this but if you change your lifestyle no it's going to be all diabetic. you're going to have those lifestyle changes but if you
1: don't make those lifestyle yep. changes this is your future sure okay it's going to be managed with chemistry yeah um and we still want you exercising we still want you eating yep. well i mean that's yep. that should be number 1 a number 1 no matter what you do what about
0: neuropathy neuropathy now that's a term that i think a lot of my patients yeah. really they say i got is neuropathy but uh with Diabetics and apathy in the physical therapy world, we're always concerned about people's feet. Feet, feet, feet. feet. Uh, circulation is not good down there. And then, you. You become numb and tingly and you don't have good sensation. Yep. Um, let's say you put your shoe is too tight or you have a wrinkle in your sack okay. and it pushes into the skin and the skin breaks open. You got the ulcer. Then you get an ulcer that will not heal very well with a diabetic. Correct. And it can lead to an amputation. I've worked on, with a number of amputees as a result of a fold in their sock, or they stubbed their toe, yep. broke something open, and it won't heal as a result of circulation and the other Correct. effects of diabetes. So, boy, that, keeping your feet and your footwear yep. properly. uh
1: Proper fitting shoes. Yep. Wearing wicking socks that are not like loose and, and droopy. I guess. Yeah. You would can't be a, have
0: the folds on the socks. No. No.
1: You want to make sure that everything's well fitting. I mean, from the toe box in your shoes. Yep. You know, probably like what I'm wearing today would not be probably good
0: diabetic uh, uh, footwear. You're not, not going to wear the pumps or the high heels. Where no. The no. Because you're going
1: to you're going to be cramping that, and that's that's one of the things with neuropathy. You know, it's a progressive issue too. I mean, it starts out in a lot of cases pins and needles, burning. Yep. And then eventually it's just kind of numbness it can affect their gait. I mean, it can actually affect the bone structure of their foot. Sure. I mean, you can and from a physical therapy aspect, I mean, there's so many, I mean, and sometimes people just can't see their feet. And, sure. you know, the ball of the foot is where most of those ulcers sure. start, or your yeah. toes. Yeah. And so, again, it's the footwear issue. So, we want to make sure we're taking care of that. You want to make sure you have regular doctor visits. You want to make sure they're looking, and you should inspect your feet daily. Uh, after you dry off, you should probably wear, You know, put a moisturizer on them. Vaseline is a very simple mm-hmm. uh, way to help to sure. maintain that, but you don't want to put it between the toes, because actually that's where sweat and because yeah. you can get a variety of different skin infections too. Yeah. So we'll talk yeah. about some of that as well.
0: Okay, I, and again, I want to, because this is sounding pretty gloomy, but I, I do want to give some bright sides. I personally know uh, a diabetic. She wears a pump. Yep. So she has insulin into her system um, on a pump. Yep. And she's, you would never know it. She's got a very good job. She's. Her, she's very active, she's yep. athletic actually, yep. which helps. Um, and you know, she deals with it well. So again, I just want to say, there's a lot of, if you it's choose not, to do your lifestyle changes, uh, do whatever you have to do, what your yeah. doctor and whatnot, you know, coaches you. Absolutely. That's it, not all doom and gloom, but it, it never again, is. it's potentially that But way. you gotta work at it and you gotta realize that there's days that
1: when patients feel frustrated. I yes. mean, you know, let's say you just went to a wedding last weekend. Well, I mean, there's always great food and there's always <laughs> things that we're maybe not thinking about. Maybe, do you want it? Do I have the piece of wedding cake? Do I not have the piece yeah. of wedding cake? You know, what kind of ramifications are we going to do? Did I do enough dancing at the wedding? to going to burn off some of those calories? Or am I going to have to take an extra walk? Or what's going to happen to me tomorrow? You know, I mean, there's so many, like I said, there's so many things with diabetes that makes it so incredibly complex to treat. And as a patient, it can be frustrating. But, you know, realize that, you know, if you can take a team, you know, have a family member or a friend that can help support you, um, have a plan to work on things. Yep. I mean, these are things that will help to minimize that. You know, type, you know, most people on a pump are a type one diabetic, but that's not always the case. You can have people on pumps with type two. Sure. Um, and those pumps are incredible. Um, it's kind of like having a fake pancreas just kind of put into you yeah. and, and it literally gives you a basal level of insulin. That's that baseline level. Sure. And then when you eat, it's actually they are so incredibly uh, sensitive that they can time. You know, you can program it for your meals, what you're going to uh, eat. Mm-hmm. So they're they're incredible these days. Sure. So your endocrinologist is certainly going to be paramount in doing this. Uh, it's certainly something you don't see at the pharmacy level, other than the people coming in to pick up their insulin for their pumps. Sure. Um, but it's it's certainly something that has been life changing for many people. And Good. It, and again, sure. diabetes is a very livable disease. There's no reason why it's the kiss of death. I mean, but it does, if you don't take care of yourself, we can end up with an early grave. So I don't like to scare people, but it's certainly something that we have to take, we have to be an active participant in managing our own disease state. So, you know, if we move to, you know, the neuropathy, I mean, it's circulatory at the end of the day, those nerves are not, being bathed properly. But again, so if we move on to vision where we yeah. start talking about mm-hmm. diabetic retinopathy. I mean, that's the leading cause of blindness and, and working class people throughout the world is as a result of diabetic retinopathy.
0: And so what does that, that mean? Yeah. As a result of the diabetic issues in your system, yeah. your retina becomes yeah damaged. damaged. And
1: so... It's it becomes part of the microvascular portion of diabetes so mm-hmm. this is the small blood cells and so in our eye we have it uh, can affect our lens. It can affect uh, increase risk for glaucoma. Affects the retina, sure. the macula. I mean, there's all parts of the eye that are they're very they're all yeah. in tune with the you know, Cause you know so we can see clearly. Yeah. And what happens is is that because it becomes a circulatory issue, it breaks down the little capillaries in the eye that feed the retina and the macula and the optic nerve, yeah. nerve and everything else. I mean, just think of blood as your lifeline. And and when sure. those vessels don't break yeah. down, or when they're broken down, because sugar has basically screwed up the whole mechanism for delivering nutrients and, and oxygen sure. in blood, problems occur. And so in the simplest fashion, I mean, you can get floaties, your retina can become detached. You can, so your eye,
0: eye checkups are very critical. So again, with this, it's the same thing. The maintenance, your lifestyle changes and f- get things under control and man- actively manage it. consistently. Every,
1: every single solution that we have comes down to lifestyle modification, yep. eating well, using your medications appropriately. Right. I mean, that, there is just, there is no in between. There's no negotiating at this point. It's, sure. it's kind of like playing Monopoly where you go to jail. It's like, do not pass go, you go directly to jail. If you mm-hmm. don't treat your blood sugars well and with respect, it's going to create a, a cavalcade of, of problems.
0: Um, let's see. Anything? Anything else? Like, wh- what about the mouth? Is there some issues? Yeah, Is it so, with teeth. Or? Yeah.
1: So, well, again, circulatory. So, I mean, so if we aren't getting good. Oral circulation in our gums, it can cause gum disease, it can cause periodontal disease. Um, and and we're a diabetic too. The one thing, because of all the circulatory issues that are, we don't heal as fast. Sure. So when we we're talking about, you know, the neuropathy of the foot, a diabetic foot ulcer, we don't have that rich source of blood to come and just try and oxygenate and help that sure. thing heal. And so there are a variety of different things that doctors do with that, but the same thing with a dentist. So you want your regular, so you see how this adds up with the healthcare costs? So you're seeing your uh, eye doctor, you're seeing a kidney doctor maybe, you're seeing your foot doctor, you're seeing your endocrinologist, you're seeing your regular GP. Yeah. So there's a, it's a team wise approach to see, and then you're going to the pharmacy to get your stuff. And maybe you're paying your physical therapist to help you to improve your lifestyle, which in a lot of cases, physical therapists are paramount in developing Exercise programs, how to do things properly, warning patients what to look for. So sure. I mean, it it is it is so they are so paramount in treating it. And actually, in a lot of cases, like with peripheral artery disease, which is circulatory again, mm-hmm. um, physical therapy is better than drugs. Sure. So I mean, so it's 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 huge. Yeah. Appropriate exercise. Correct. Right. And so, you know, so going back to the mouth, cause I just digressed, I'm sorry. Um, I do that, uh, you know, with the period again, it's circulatory, keeping your sugars in check and making sure that your dentist sure. is looking at those teeth. Because actually one of the things is, is when you have bad dental disease, you're not eating properly no. because you can't chew the right food. So what do you go to all the easy, yeah, so mushy, all sugary stuff comes around again. So again, mm-hmm. and, and, and worldwide, particularly not so much in the United States, but although in the United States it's a very prevalent problem, you know, sometimes nutrition is hard to come by or at least good nutrition right. is hard to come right. by. And so with the mouth, it's very important. Uh, you know, our internal organs, you know, when we're talking about our kidneys, our livers, our hearts, you know, I mean, they're all again. It's it's circulatory. So you talk about diabetic nephropathy. It's one of the leading causes for kidney damage. And so we have a little filter called a glomerulus, and mm-hmm. those fatty deposits into those little microvascular changes so can You're all cause you're
0: compromised throughout your your gut if
1: you will. For everything. I mean, when you know the average adult has, uh, you know, basically it's a hundred million, it's a hundred million miles of blood vessels if yeah. you laid them end to end. It's a hundred, I mean, that yeah. wraps around the planet a few times. Sure. So that's what they theorize. The child has 60 million. So it's, it's an incredible wow. amount. And so circulation is key and to manage it, it all comes down to blood sugar management.
0: So let's get to that. How, how do you measure? Cause that's going to be a key thing. Once you're diagnosed, you're going to be responsible to measure your blood sugars on a daily basis? Every day. It okay. should become, and, you and that's know, where you poke your finger and you get a little drop of blood. That's one way. Okay, yep. how many ways are there that well, you can there's, measure? Well, there's
1: actually, well, it's it's gonna be a finger prick or it can be through constant glucose monitoring. So, and that's one of the newer things that we have. They're actually wearable, implantable. You put on your arm. Yep, so they just have a special mechanism and it has a little capillary that if if you could picture, it would go in right below the surface of the skin. So, so it gets if something
0: a, pokes into your skin. Yep,
1: and you wear it for you, 10 to 14 days, depending upon the manufacturer that you choose. Sure. And you have a little unit that's about the size, and actually, uh, it's even integrated with cell phones. But you just wave it right over the sensor, and it'll give you a real-time picture of what your blood
0: sugar is at that moment in time, which is actually... Wow. When so... I- Otherwise you're poking your finger blah blah, yep. blah put it in the little machine and, yeah, it, and so it takes it's yeah. not a big deal, but it, no, it's not no, easier. It's so. not
1: a big deal, but I mean when you talk to patients, the one thing that it's a little sting, so they get frustrated with mm-hmm. it. You can cause thickening of the skin. So when we talk about diabetics, when they come in and actually checking, you want to use the side of your finger, not the tip of your finger. There's a lot more nerve endings uh, here. So it hurts sure. more if you use the tip. So you want to use the side. Um, some people, you know, their circulation's not great. So sure. you can run their hands under warm water to kind of warm that up, or you can uh, actually do this to get just just to get, some get some friction a better going, sample. So you get a better sample. Ooh. So sometimes that can get hard, especially a lifelong diabetic that's checking and it was three to eight times a day. Uh, oh, really though, yeah, that it, it can be, so yeah. uh, people that are, that's why the, the constant glucose monitoring and a lot of the pumps now are integrated with that too. So like Medtronics and a variety of different companies. So they put
0: the pump on that monitors. Yeah. It's, and that uh, that goes for more than 14 days. That, oh yeah. As long as the pump yeah, is. And they, yeah,
1: it's, and pump to pump, they have different varieties because they're going to okay. load it with their insulin. And then it also, it integrates with how their blood yeah. sugar so is. That gets and, pretty specific. Per patient, yes, yep. yes, yes, yes. But insofar as just self monitoring, I mean, you know, the money's in the strips. I mean, when we talked about one in four dollars, I mean, you talk test strips. I mean, just an average box of a hundred test strips is one hundred and eighty bucks. Oh, really? Most insurance companies cover those. Yep. But if you take the new diabetic, uh, the constant glucose monitoring, so there's the Freestyle Libre, the Libre Two. Um, and then there's Dexcom or the th- the three units I'm most familiar with. Okay. Um, they all uh, like the DexCOM are 10 day sensors, and the Libris are 14 day sensors. They're a little bit cheaper than the strips, but interestingly, most insurance companies don't cover the the constant glucose monitoring, which is strange because it's the most cutting edge Best possible information you can get sure. to give yourself, and plus you don't have to prick your fingers, so it's right. way more comfortable. I mean, there's people, you know, like the the Freestyle Libre product, you can swim with it. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, yeah, they stay right on. You, bait, I mean, you don't take it off. You wear it for 14 days. Yeah, and so and then that information is. Documented. Uh, I imagine it's, oh, so yeah. if you can refer back to it for future reference, possibly. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. so like I
1: said, you heard me say the, the test trip's about 180 bucks for a strip. For like a sensor, it's about 60 bucks. So wow. um, it's cheaper, but for some strange reason, many insurance plans don't yeah. seem to cover those sensors. And oh. I, don't, I don't fully grasp why as a pharmacist. This oh. is me, because it's, when I talk to patients that use these devices, they love them. Their sugars improve. It, it tells them real time. They're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm I'm low. I, it's time for me to grab a quick snack." Yeah. Or, or I'm way too high. Gosh, I'm gonna to have to, I'm gonna go out and take a walk. Or I, you know, just yes. something. Or right. you just. Oh you my gosh! You get to learn I, your body. You learn your body much more effectively. All of a sudden, wow, you know, I went on this and I, I lost 11 pounds. My sugars are great. I'm feeling better. I'm more active. I'm more energetic. Yep. I mean, they really are an incredible tool because of all these things that we talk about. Yeah. Their yep. complications. Sure. It, it it's the simplest thing that we can do to help ourselves on a day-to-day basis. Sure. And a doctor uses a different tool called an A1C, which is done about every 90 days. And that's that's a snapshot of how well you've been doing. Sure. And that's what the clinicians use. Um, but it, if, if you're using your blood glucose, your self home monitoring devices, hopefully it will mirror what the physician sees every 90 days or six months or whenever you come in for your checkups. So it is a critical, critical step in us helping to conquer the disease state itself is yep. just being in the know.
0: Yeah, knowing, in the know. knowing worth. Uh, the only, I, I wanted to cover this earlier and I should have brought it up earlier. I feel bad, but uh, people in type two, if you catch it early enough and you, you're not too far off, is that the point where you lifestyle changes could- Reverse it. Could reverse it or, yes. but not cure it, but at least make it very manageable without oh, yeah. medication? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred
1: percent, Yes. So, I mean, and you can, be, you can be a type two for five years and then you just find religion and say, I'm, I'm done with all this stuff. You exercise, you eat well, you do everything. Your nutritionists yep. say, your doctors say, you can get off the meds. It is a goal that I talk about with many of my patients. Like, sure. hey, if you, can, if you can work at this and you commit to yourself, because yep. I think you're your own best asset. And so if, if you treat yourself as a billion-dollar commodity, you're a your billion-dollar corporation. Yep. And it's like, well, I want to make this corporation last for a long, long time because I am kids. I want grandkids. You know, or I just I want to write a book. I, 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 I want to live. You, you want to live. <laughs> I mean, whatever your goals and dreams are, it should not crush them is my point, is it's very livable, and if you're an active, you know, if you pursue it actively yourself, you can, uh, beat the disease is not quite the right word, because it's always going to be there in an underlying fashion, but you can reverse it, and to the point where you don't need medication. Sure. And you know, doctors also, I mean, this is a little bit of a side note, but like, there's patients that are candidates for bariatric bypass, which is the special stomach right, uh, procedure reduction. that doctors reduce the surface area. And, you know, you're gonna reduce chlor- chloric diet and yeah. you know, very, you, it's very regimented and very difficult, but, and you have to be psychologically ready for something like that. But yeah. a lot of people lose hundred pounds and all of a sudden they're off all their diabetic meds, all their blood pressure meds. So oh, really, it's an option for people that just can't quite get it done you know, sometimes yeah, sometimes we just need a little. It's a help. select group of people. A very select group, but becomes... it's something that's out there. And when you see all of a sudden, they are like, I am no longer classified as a type two diabetic because I've made these changes. But they're also exercising and eating well, and and you know a lot mm-hmm. of times too. I mean, they can clip a nerve that turns off the, the ability to even sense hunger. So there's a lot. Of, yeah, oh. it's pretty. It's pretty amazing stuff. Is that something pretty new. Newer, well, I don't know. I guess you'd have to talk to a gastroenterologist that specializes in it. A bariatric specialist, probably, it's not new to them, but it's it's newer, I think, to us yeah, in the late yeah. world. I but, don't want to get people, no. th- the idea that, everybody should have it get no, their nerve clip for hunger and they're okay no it's 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 not that simple and you don't you know there's a cost to those things too because people can forget to eat so i mean it's they have to set an alarm I'm like oh okay, oh. i'm supposed to eat oh. it at this time and, yeah. and so You're kind of messing with so it. again that's a sidebar it's it's not the end all be all but i mean i guess the the point being is is that if you can commit to those lifestyle changes you will see improvement. Uh, You will see your blood sugars under better control. You will see overall better health because the one thing with all these things that we're talking about with complications are, The longer we're diabetic and the the less well-controlled we are, the more severe and the more frequent these complications Mm -hmm. can become. And so that's that diabetic umbrella. That's everything that's under there. I mean, it's the heart, it's the mouth, it's the nerves. You know, I mean, it's everything. It's stroke, it's vascular disease, it's your circulatory, it's your eyesight, it's your kidneys, it's the amputations. I mean, when we talk about all these things, it sounds pretty dire, but if we are willing to put in the work that we can live with it
0: and we can manage it and we can manage it very and effectively. And prosper sounds. Exactly. I mean, so that puts you in control of it, which is a big relief. And I know when I have my patients uh, with pain, particularly back pain, if I can show them some exercises or some things not to do and it puts them in control, it's like, oh, I can control this pain. Their whole life changes. Yeah. Uh, they just have to realize and accept what they need to do yep. and you do it. Yeah, it's 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 like a you have to almost treat it like a job. I mean, yep.
1: and it's just like all right, I'm packing my lunchbox with healthy food and I'm going to work. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's one of those things that I, yeah, we it cured no treated yes, and I think if we're willing to commit to it,
0: yep. you could have a great life.
1: Yeah, an even better life. And there's I mean, there's athletes, there's movie stars, there's presidents, there's
0: Every day, Every, people that you may not even know. You don't
1: even know, yeah they just they just don't talk about it. yeah
0: All right, very good. Uh, hope we've covered, I think we covered it quite well, maybe uh, too well, I don't know, but good luck with it. It uh, can be a, a problem, but you can certainly overcome and uh, live well with it. So uh, take care and uh, thank you, Chris, for coming Absolutely. on and, and sharing all your knowledge. Thanks guys.